Oh, it's Iowa week. Got all Illinois basketball fans fired up. Tell you what, Scott Ritchie, in advance of the big game on Friday night, um, gives us his weekly power poll. Of course, Kofi and Io are up there, but there's a third member of that trio that he's counting on a big game. And it's Trent Frazier, and you know he was a little more assertive offensively in the win against Penn State, and Illinois is going to need that again against the Hawkeyes. All right, Richie, we'll break down Trent Frazier's contributions in this week's podcast, Inside Illini Basketball. Come back after these messages. Hi, I'm Paul Rudy, CEO of Rudy Wealth Management and host of Paul Rudy's On The Money Radio Show. Every successful investor I've ever met continuously acted on a plan. Every failed investor I've ever met was constantly reacting to current events. If the recent market turmoil is keeping you up at night, maybe it's time you begin to make your investment and spending decisions based upon a retirement income plan. Perhaps it's time for you to listen to the little voice in your head telling you to call Rudy Wealth Management. You'll be happy you did. Rudy Wealth Management, Central Illinois Retirement Specialist, 356-1400. Pia Sports Bar and Grill presents Inside Illini Basketball. Pia Sports Bar is the number one Illini sports enthusiast bar in Champaign, hosting bus shuttles to all Illini basketball home games, serving up the best wings, beers, never-ending nachos, and mouth-watering burgers. Come visit Pia Sports Bar and Grill and try our famous Grand Slam Burger while watching your favorite game. Pia Sports Bar and Grill is located at 1609 West Springfield Avenue in Champaign. Come be a part of the party at Pia's. Morning, Scott Ritchie. Morning. Still got basketball to cover? It's been a while. I have no idea. I mean, I think Illinois is supposed to play again at some point this season, but it's been nearly a week, and it's still going to be four more days till they actually play uh, Friday night against Iowa, unless the Big Ten shifts its entire schedule, which, I mean, it, it could happen. I mean, it's the 2020-2021 season. Anything can happen, and now with Michigan out for a full two weeks, uh, I think that just throws even more craziness into the mix. But if not, then, you know, we'll just wait four more days and then we get the Illinois-Iowa rematch at State Farm Center. Uh, won't be the same as last year's regular season finale. Obviously, there will be maybe 150 people total at State Farm Center instead of f- more than 15,000. But uh, the game itself should still be pretty good. 150, huh? Like that's been the rough estimate between okay. I think players, coaches, media, like a handful of event staff, and like the scorers table. All right, we'll uh, ask you to add that up. That's Scott Ritchie, our basketball beat writer, AP top twenty-five voter. He just dropped his his ballot this week. I will explain where he messed up in a little bit. I'm Jim Rosso, vice president of news here at the News Gazette, former sports editor. Back when Illinois was good, I beat you to it. This beat writer, yeah. That's when I was when they were good. Sports editor, I saw a lot of bad that's basketball true. teams too. That is true. It's been a long time. Um, yeah. I mean, going on seven years without NCAA tournament birth, which right. would have ended, you know, last March, will end with that. I think, unless the season just takes a turn for the disastrous, but. Uh, for now, I think it's just I think I think Illinois is just waiting to play again because this yeah. once a week business is right 
definitely you know not the ideal situation. Tried to get a team in here for the weekend, didn't happen. Uh, the last game was Penn State, kind of a routine win against a bad team. Uh, I was ready to be mean to Scott Ritchie today. You know, I everything you'll probably like, still figure like it out. Away. I, yeah, I'll still do that. But uh, his Rutgers Scarlet Knights, his second favorite team, uh, somehow beat my Hoosiers over the weekend. How can Indiana go to Iowa, thump the Hawkeyes in the second half, then then lay an egg at the other assembly hall? I don't know. But I mean, that's just the Big Ten. It's Indiana. This week. How can Indiana not shoot? There's my. You know, as a native of Fort Wayne, how can an Indiana basketball team field a team, I should say, that can't shoot? Well, I mean, they did shoot 62% from three in the game against Rutgers. They were less effective inside the three-point line. Hard to watch. And by less effective, they shot 35% 35 on their twos, which is, that's bad. Okay. Um, I watched bits and pieces of that game. I was... And I don't know. It wasn't like terrific basketball, but it, Rutgers needed a win in the absolute worst way. They lost what, five in a row. Yep. Well, here's why I brought six, that. I mean, yeah. So I guess it was five, but six of their last seven. Yeah. Okay, but, but they're, here, they're back here. Yeah, whatever. Uh, uh, there, there, there were fans in the stands at Indiana on Sunday, as it has been the case there other schools they're gonna happen at all at illinois this season few fans not a lot but a I few mostly family right but still um i mean that's all dependent on the different tiers and phases and state protocols i mean it's not like illinois is making that decision like if they could have had family in the stands they would have, but and I don't really know where you go from a tier to a phase or back, but, uh, I mean, maybe, I mean, th- there's a light at the end of the tunnel, you know, high school sports pretty much got the go ahead at the end of last week to, you know, get started. The IHSA is supposed to, their board meets again this Wednesday. I think we'll figure out what the schedule will be for getting basketball started in Illinois, which is crazy because it's almost February, and that's bit like when teams were thinking about you know a postseason run, and now they'll be thinking about, hey, maybe we can get in a five-week season. All right, that's the next step. Get some parents in here. Add some uh, noise. You can tell even, uh, you know, say the Packers game or the Chiefs game, that limited fans do make a difference. You can hear them. And I think uh, the Illinois players would probably love to have their families in attendance, cheering them on a little bit. Maybe they'll spark them. Well, and, I mean, there'll be some families, obviously, that, that won't be there. It's with the international players. But maybe those tickets could just go to Io's family and bring the whole Dasumu clan like it. down to Champaign. That that should be enough of a fan experience. I mean, they're, they're, they get into it. Um, but we'll see. I mean, I don't think there's any like timeline for getting – fans back in State Farm Center. Okay, before I berate you for this week's top 25, let's go to the positives. Um, okay. You had a great Luke Goody story from uh, over the weekend, the incoming Illini shooting lights out, 
there at Homestead High School in Fort Wayne. In Fort Wayne. Yeah, you know it. I've got friends in Fort Wayne, if you can believe. Yes, that, friends. That you have friends or that they're Both. still in Fort Wayne? Uh, they're very high on him. Uh, kind of mad. This has changed this season. Kind of mad that he's going to Illinois. So that's a good sign, I would say. Like they wish you would have gone to somewhere else, Indiana somewhere closer Purdue to or... Fort Wayne, right? A lot of schools closer to Fort Wayne than than Illinois. But uh, tell me about that conversation you had with him and his coach and others. Yeah, well, I, mean, I talked with them Friday night after Homestead senior night win. I mean, they got a couple more home games on the schedule, but this was I don't know. I mean, this they decided to do the senior night. Hit ten threes, which was a school record. Scored 41 points, which was his you know, new career high. And, I mean, it, the team they beat was a, I mean, it was another Fort Wayne team. Wasn't, it was a conference game, so it was important, but it wasn't maybe their best opponent of the season. Uh, that happened the next night, Saturday, when Homestead beat Lawrence North in battle of number one versus number two in Indiana. Lawrence North was number one, and now I think you know, Homestead should be. I mean, they, they won, so, but. Still undefeated. Luke's averaging about 20 points per game. Almost averaging a double-double. He's like at 9.8 rebounds per game. Five and a half assists. Like he, Last year he did something of everything for Homestead, but like his numbers are just up across the board. They're really good. and I mean, the, a di- the difference for them being undefeated, maybe on their way to a state title for the first time in six years, back when they had Caleb Swanigan and Jordan Geist. Um, the fact that they've got Luke Goody plus your favorite younger mm-hmm. brother, Fletcher Lawyer, younger brother of Michigan State point guard Foster Lawyer. Because Fletcher's averaging like 24 points, I think like four rebounds, four assists. So that's a pretty good duo. But yeah, I just talked with Luke again about the fact that they – have a season and like they're 16 games into it and you know what was most interesting to me I guess was the fact that while there's you know other areas in Indiana that have been hit harder by COVID pauses especially uh, in northwest Indiana uh, Fort Wayne's only had one game canceled and that was the other team that had to pull out Um, because the players on the team all decided you know before the season started you know a couple weeks before the season started that they would take advantage of Homestead's deal where you can either go to school in person or do it all online from home. And the, all the team was like, we could have a special season. If we do online learning, there's a better chance we won't get contact traits in a classroom and have players miss 10 to 14 days, maybe lose games. So they all sort of agreed to that, all sort of agreed to just hang out with each other yeah, through the season. And, uh, Sacrifice a little bit of their personal life to have a good basketball season, and, and it's it's happening. All right, that story's at newsgazette.com right now. So is uh, today's Good Morning Illini Nation even more on Luke Goody. Does he start next year here at Illinois? Well, I mean, I have no idea what the team's going to look don't, like. Don't give me a cop-out. Well, that's a pretty good cop-out because, I mean, it's there's no telling what the roster's going to look well, take like. Take a guess. Take a stab at it. Well, I mean, I think the backcourt's going to be the. Well, yeah, it's, I mean, it all depends on if like Trent Frazier and Demonte Williams come back because they can. I don't know that they will, but they they could. So odds are he doesn't start, 
but the door's open, I think, for him. I mean, if he shoots 44% from three like he's doing right now, that's how you keep him out of the lineup. Backcourt, if Trent Frazier doesn't come back and Io goes to the NBA draft where he's getting some late first-round looks right now, um, it's going to be the Andre Corbello adam Miller experience, and that's, that's a good place to start. More recruiting. Uh, the kid from Texas Tech coming here? I mean, maybe. <laughs> uh, he had, I think, like 20 different high major programs reach out as soon as his name hit the portal. Like, I mean, like I'm talking as soon as it was possible for other t- teams to contact him. They were blowing his phone up. But, uh, you know, Brad Underwood apparently had a, a Zoom with him at the end of, well, I guess, this past week. And, I mean, Illinois recruited him out of high school. There's a good relationship between Chin Coleman and Amari Burnett. And I think that's a, that could be key for Illinois getting their Iowa DeSumo replacement. All right. And he wants, like, he wasn't playing much at Texas Tech, uh, mostly because Mac McClung got immediate eligibility and he was getting a lot of those minutes at the two. Um, Namari Burnett wants to play, and he wants to go somewhere where they're telling him, you will play. And if Io leaves for the draft, that opens up 30-plus minutes per game that need to be filled, and... Like Namari Burnett was a five star guard. Like he's good. That'd be that'd be pretty big for Illinois, especially with the twenty twenty one class. I mean, we talk about Luke Goody, but that's all we can talk about. There's no one else in it right now. All right. If you picked up your print edition of the News Gazette, you also saw an A one story on uh, Deion Thomas. Good stuff by Anthony Zillis. Watch the video at newsgazette dot com. Highly recommended. Kind of a survivor, Deion is. Yeah, I mean, Dion's one of my favorite people, not just basketball related. He's just an incredibly nice guy. And, uh, yeah, yeah, it was a really good story by Anthony. And kind of shed some light on Dion's path, you know, to Illinois and then back to Illinois now that he's, you know, kind of got a, a split career as a an analyst on the radio and also working uh, in development for the university now. All right, enough of the good stuff. I'm this ready the, to the ref- of this refute everything you said. Podcast where we we ridicule Richie for putting the Houston Cougars in his top five this week. They had him a number I four. I didn't know Michael Young and Clyde Drexler were, were back on campus. I didn't know the dream was down in the post. Yeah. I mean, this isn't five slamma jamma, but... Houston's 13-1. and one. They've got the number two defense in the country and the top 20 offense. Like, What conference again are they? They're in the American. Exactly. I mean, that's of the next tier of conferences. that They're the best. Five. Houston, they're number six in Ken Palm. The advanced metrics agree with me. And honestly, like... Reed Geddes back on campus. <laughs> uh, I mean, I moved them up mostly because... Everybody else lost last week, it seemed like, yeah, and they didn't. But, uh, no, they're, they're good. They've been good the last three seasons with Calvin Sampson. I mean, 
he's built a pretty consistent winner. Yeah, you know, they've almost made it to the Sweet 16. Is that a yeah a, a, another jab? Yes. They haven't. This just in. Okay. All well, right. So that's 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 my first take of your top twenty-five. I was going to read off the record the last four seasons. Just yeah, to... it doesn't count. It's like Gonzaga. <laughs> okay, the they're by far the best team in the country. I'll I'll accept that. Well, maybe not by far because Baylor's yeah Baylor's really good, pretty damn good. But um, having seen both those teams in person back in early mm-hmm. December, like there's no one going to touch them this year, either of them. In different ways. They're just really difficult to play against. Anyway, back to how I was wrong. Mm-hmm. Well, I saw a lot of Big 12 teams. Maybe too many Big 12 teams. High up in your your poll. Somehow Kansas, despite losing like seven in a row, Three. is still is still at 15. Explain. Did uh, Wayman Tisdale have a good game on Saturday when Oklahoma beat him? Well, I heard Danny Manning was coming back, so that was I was like, "Well, they're gonna have Danny." It's all. It's Bill over. Self addressed the slump after the game, saying, "You know, we got to make some changes now." Well, I mean, I had them fifteenth, and they wound up fifteenth, so I don't think I was necessarily wrong. I mean, okay. they're still a good team. They just have lost three in a row, which seems sort of unfathomable. I mean, that doesn't happen to Bill Self teams. Not going to win often. the Big Twelve. You have Texas and Texas Tech way up in your poll. Yeah, because well, Texas is really good, and then Texas Tech beat Texas. So, how, Explain could, your, I, I how could I not? I don't understand your your thinking. Where one team beats another, so they're in the moment better. You have the you have Kansas State in there somewhere, do you? I no, Kansas State's not even in the top one hundred. If like if I had to vote for a hundred teams, Kansas State would not make it. That's hard to believe. Uh, Bruce Weber, not too many years ago, had a team on the cusp of a final four yeah and i think saved his job in that moment but i mean right now they're five and eleven mm-hmm. they lost a a real game not an exhibition a game that counted to fort hayes state and if that, that name doesn't sound familiar it's because it's not a division one program right. and it wasn't just a loss it was they lost by 13 yeah, on a positive note, Lon Kruger looks younger than ever. He's ageless. He is. I dig the sweatpants look, too, you know, on the sidelines. Yeah, the last I mean, gear. Coaches, there's no need for them to go back to suits and ties, I don't think. I mean, that didn't, especially, I mean, when you think about it, like the head coach, in most instances, was going to rip off the suit jacket anyway and throw it mm-hmm. at some point during the game. Um I mean, it's not quite as ridiculous as Major League Baseball managers wearing a full uniform. Like, I think if they're going to continue to do that, they have to at least appear in a single inning. Like, so either stop it or get out there and play. But it's the casual, more casual look. I think is fine. Okay, and that could range anywhere from I know the last game. You know, Brad Underwood was in khakis and a polo. Like that's perfectly acceptable all right well illinois wound up at 19 is that right yeah so okay. they moved up as they can just go up and down the pole 
Up three spots from last week. When you asked Coach Underwood where you should rank Illinois like you do on Sunday nights, what was his response? Well, his his response was pretty standard. It was like, Scott, I don't care. The rankings mean nothing. Who is this texting me? <laughs> and will you please stop it? <laughs> um, no, he wouldn't know it was me. That's why he said, Scott, I don't care. Uh, no, he, he doesn't. And, I mean, I disagree that the rankings don't mean anything because – if you're ranked in the AP Top 25, that you get on the bottom line on ESPN, um, just your program's name is just out there more. So I think it's there's some meaning, but people still watch ESPN. You think? Well, I mean, I do. Okay. So yeah, just I, I assume just other people, don't get defensive. I, on I assume other people do. Okay. Didn't know if it's still a big deal. What's your go-to college basketball network? Probably the Big Ten, right? Yeah, I probably watch more Big Ten games. But if you're a casual fan, is it? What well, is it these days? Is it CBS? I mean, there's uh, there's very few games on the networks. I mean, maybe okay. on the weekend. Um, yeah, there's games everywhere. I mean, right. on every ESPN. So ESPN, ESPN two, ESPN U. Um, CBS Sports Network has games a bunch of the time. Um, There's games occasionally on FSN, Fox Sports Network. So then, well, there's also FS1, and who else? I mean, there's the SEC Network, ACC Network. No one actually gets the Pac-12 Network, so like even in like Pac-12 territory, I don't think anyone gets it. But it's out there. Yeah, you can. There's college basketball games on all the time, and if you have like ESPN Plus subscription that gives you ESPN three, you can stream it. And there's a bunch of like mid and low major games on there if you really want to dive deep into the underbelly of college basketball. All right, no Michigan games on for two weeks. Uh, we'll figure out how that plays out. On Friday, let's get this game done. Let's, that's the first question. Iowa-Illinois still on here at State Yeah, Park and it should be because yeah. Illinois will be like 10 days removed from its last game, or nine, and then Iowa's played last on Thursday, and they don't play again until... They come to Champaign, unless things change. So neither team should be in trouble because they haven't been around anybody. All right, Illinois not out of the Big Ten uh, title race by any means, but they will be if they lose on Friday. Why yeah. the weird look? Why the quizzical look, I'm trying Richie? to think if they'll be out of the race. Well, not technically. What, are you going to pull some math on me right now? I was just looking to see how many games they're back from. They, they won't be, but it will be a... Will be detrimental to their title chances. They'd have to essentially win out, I think. Right. Which that's uh, nope. proven rather difficult the, in the Big Ten. The more you look at it, the more the 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 share is going to be at least four or five losses. So at three losses, no reason to panic yet. No. Although I mean, I mean, Michigan with one loss, and they're not gonna, they're going to miss four games. I don't know that they get those made up. Those are the four. Uh, I looked at their schedule. It's the four easy games before <laughs> it gets really tricky for them. So they got some losses coming. Yeah. Right. I, I mean, think. well, because after, I, mean, I guess that's the four you want to miss. Yeah. Or you don't want to miss. Well, back to my point, Richie, don't even try to argue this. It's going to be four or five losses. Iowa's lost to Indiana proved that. Iowa not making a field goal for 11 minutes was, I, I was watching that game. I was like, I just couldn't believe what was happening. Anyway, 
Friday night. It's, right. it's still not necessarily must win, but it's adjacent if we're going to talk about Big Ten title. But, I mean, I think what Indiana was able to do defensively against Iowa sort of created the playbook. I mean, so Illinois at least knows how to maybe attack them defensively. And it really it comes down to two things. It's closing out on shooters and, I mean, Luka Garza is going to get his for the most part, but make his life as difficult as possible. Then I don't think Iowa has really anything other than those two things. They do those two things really well. So if you can limit them one way or the other, I think that's a... Or in Indiana's case, both, where they don't make a basket for 11 minutes. Still bad blood? Or has it simmered? Um, still bad blood. Okay. Well, I'm pretty sure the DeMonte Williams, Connor McCaffrey face-to-face, uh, maybe not exchanging niceties moment from last year, is still in Illinois' like, pregame hype video, if I remember. Or if it's not, like, why not? But yeah, I mean, last season, Illinois was basically saying we hate Iowa, like the players were. I would assume it was. I don't know that that's changed, because the teams are relatively the same rosters. Eight o'clock start. It's a good time. It's really not. I like it. Friday night, maybe have a happy hour, sit back, enjoy a good basketball game. I can't do any of those things. I know. But we can. So yeah. take that, Mr. Richie. Again, I mean, no one asked me like what time games should start, but it would never be 8 o'clock. In the 10 days they've had off, any kind of secret plans being devised? Any change of strategy, perhaps, Coach Underwood is undertaking? I don't think anything drastic. I mean, it's, I mean, if you look at it, I mean, there's obviously a few more losses than they were counting on to date, but... What they do is mostly worked. And, you know, the Penn State game, with one minor tweak, you know, putting Jacob Grandison in the starting lineup. So this is really just maybe, you know, not based in a whole lot of data. But got over that whole can't start a game very well thing. Jumped on Penn State and... I think it was tied once midway through the first half, but then, I mean, Illinois never trailed in that win. So, you do that again, I mean, you got to start well against Iowa. Can't let them get any type of momentum because, I mean, offensively they can just run you over. Hey, I had great news uh, last week. Uh, Lauren Tate, who once was Scott Ritchie, covering the Illini basketball. Found out he was going to be inducted to the United States Basketball Writers Association Hall of Fame. Way to go, Lorne. Yeah, and just I mean, there's just a couple of new inductees every year, and it's great. It's Lorne Stern. Here's the deal: he'll he'll get honored at the Final Four. Just don't know what it's going to be like, <laughs> right? Usually, there's a shindig and a bash. I'm pretty sure all of the extras that are. You know, typically associated with the Final Four won't happen. It'll just be the games. Which, after no tournament last year, like just the games is is fine. 
Lauren's been covering Illinois for 50-plus years, I think 54. Um, he's been through it all, the good, the bad, the ugly. Uh, he also has predicted games a lot better than you have, Scott Ritchie. Couldn't make it through one podcast without that. Actually, I, I am lying because Lauren refused to pr- make predictions <laughs> in the paper for all these years. Can says, I, I'm not going to predict that. No, can I sign up for that? <laughs> Too late for me? Anyway, congratulations, Lauren. Uh, he's still doing a heck of a job. Uh, he brought some good points in uh, in Sunday's column <laughs> about the basketball and the questions surrounding maybe there's still some fans, you know, a little nervous about this team not living up to expectations. And uh, well, he's not wrong in that regard, cause, right? But you'll never appease 100 percent of the fan base. But yeah, I mean. Like this week, just in college basketball in general, the Big Ten for sure, like every team has a flaw that can be exploited. Some some teams have multiple flaws. Like outside of Gonzaga and Baylor, like there's no sure thing. And I mean, maybe one day they're not a sure thing either, but like this Illinois team, I mean, there there are questions about it. Like they got off to a good start against Penn State, but there's more evidence of them not doing that this season. Sometimes they turn it over a little too much. They seem to have gotten a handle on fouling all the time, like they did at the beginning of the year. Um, yeah, unless you're winning every game, there's always question marks, and they're—I mean—they're just not going to do that. Not in the Big Ten, because it's a—it's a conference of good to very good teams, but there's not one elite team in the Big Ten. Which right, might mean the NCAA title drought continues. Wow, way to bring me down. I'm just saying, Richie. like, the, you just look at last weekend, like, wow, Purdue beats Ohio State, then Ohio State turns around and beats Wisconsin. It there, there's a lot of very good teams in the Big Ten, but not one that's maybe risen above the rest. All right, I know Illinois only played Penn State. Give me your top three uh, power poll. Just uh, upgrade you at Iowa number one last year week again. Did I have Iowa? No, I, I think you I had did. Kofi at number one. I think you. I well, I mean, I, I don't listen to this, <laughs> <laughs> or listen to me in the moment. Apparently, <laughs> um, Kofi number one just keeps reeling off okay. double doubles. He's shooting seventy percent from the field, over seventy percent from the field, and made his free throws against Penn State. Okay. Uh, kind of a big deal. Um, Iowa. Number two, like I don't think he could ever slip below number two. And I think maybe his debut in the top three, Trent Frazier. Hmm. Knockdowns from shots against Penn State. And like they needed him to be a little more assertive offensively, a little more productive. And he did it. And, you know, also rebound a little bit, had a couple assists, did it all while still he has a bone bruise on his left shoulder, which 10 days in between games, he should be. He said he was 90% before Penn State. I imagine he'll be 100% good to go for Iowa. Needs to be. That's uh... Yeah, because, I mean, Iowa's going to score. They can't stop anybody, so Illinois will also be able to score, so. If Illinois can get a few stops here and there, that could be a difference. Okay, before we go to the data part of this podcast, uh, 
A reminder that Scott Ritchie writes every morning, 6 a.m., AlanaHQ.com, has for two-plus years now. That streak will continue, rain or shine. Uh, also a regular on the radio. Tune in. Listen to his soothing tones. All right, go. Do your data. Get it out of your system. Well, I know we, at one point in the last few weeks, discussed the idea of PER, which is a player efficiency rating, and how the higher the number, essentially, the more the better, the more valuable you are as a player. Leading the Big Ten with a PER over 40 is Luka Garza, which is sort of incredible that it's that high. Leading Illinois, Kofi Coburn, PER uh, just over 30. And that's really built in the fact that beyond his free throw shooting, he's been like incredibly efficient as a scorer this season. I mean, that he's shooting better than 70% from the field certainly helps that number. Um, now, I mean, I would assume still has a pretty high PR himself, just over 25. Where he edges out, Kofi is in wind shares. He has, Io has a wind share of 3.1. Essentially how much, how many wins, like you can say, are yours. How much you contributed to the season. Kofi's at 2.7. And now I'll stop. <laughs> oh, Oh, the always riveting data analysis portion it excites me to this. Uh, to yeah, know I mean, you ask for it, then you <laughs> fake snore. I fake. feel, I just feel super appreciated. <laughs> you know, I love your data, Scott Rich. You love it. Uh, all right. Uh, hopefully, the game goes on uh, Friday night. We'll have a cool kind of cover story by Scott Ritchie. The day of the game would be a neat illustration pitting Kofi and. Uh, your boy Garza. I don't know that he's my boy, uh, but he just PER'd me to death. He's had an unbelievable season, um, but yeah, I mean it's the top two big men in the Big Ten and two of the top big men really in the country. So, quite the matchup. Looking forward to, to it. Stay Farm Center. Looking forward to it. Let's make it happen. How about that? Well, I mean, I don't have any control over the games being played, but um, I would like to. Go okay. to a game and cover a game. It's been great. Too long. All right. Uh, check out Richie's prediction. Friday's paper. If you want to see what might not happen, give <laughs> so, it a read. <laughs> so I guess, Illinois fans, if you want Illinois to win, just tell me and I'll pick Iowa. There you go. All right, Scott Richie, we'll talk to you next Monday.